Me too. Let's find it here. I was reading it on my phone today. <laughs> God is good. Hey, just one thing. I, I'm going to make a real quick announcement. I didn't finish our Wednesday night series on Ephesians, so this Wednesday it will be online only. So if you want to join us online, New Hope Family Worship Center Facebook page, it'll be online as we shoot to finish the book of Ephesians. Um, and so don't let me down. <laughs> you, you can uh, bring me coffee to my house, you know. <laughs> I, I love, Elena always brings me a cup of coffee on Wednesday nights. So, well, today, last week, we talked about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. But I believe that God's given me the healing for post-traumatic stress disorder to, to minister to you. And it's funny, as I was, you know, studying for this and stuff, and I get... Uh, like a newspaper article online, and it's, it's Christian news. And there's a, a lady talking about overcoming PTSD. But what she was overcoming was that her, pa her husband was a pastor. Her husband handled things financially wrong in the church, had an affair in the church, um, and they were trying to work out their marriage and stuff, and she... She was talking about trying to overcome that trauma that she had experienced in her life. And I know that in these times, people are going through trauma. There's a lot of trauma out here, out there, and that's one of the things Elizabeth, our, our counselor, has been focusing on with people, is working through the traumas. Because people get stuck in trauma, and they don't ever get into who God's called them to be, created them to be because they're stuck on the trauma that happened to them either as a child or, you know, in life, whether it be through marriage or whatever. But people are experiencing trauma all the time. People have experienced death like never before. I, I just know, I, I don't know if you know um, Lydia Gonzalez, but her son passed away this morning. You know, it's a terrible thing for a mom to have to bury their children, you know. She's had her daughter, her husband, and now her son go be with the Lord. And, you know, that's, that's trauma. Ugh, I, can't, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. That's tough stuff, man. So, you know, I believe God gave me the, the cure-all if we just do it. And we, we talked last week about praise. The P in PTSD is praise. Put on a garment of praise that depression, that heaviness, that thing that's trying to hold you down will go. But you just, you got to praise, amen? You've got to learn to praise God. When, when the worship leader's up here jumping up and down and saying, praise the Lord, you need to maybe jump, shout, do a little something, something. Raise a hand, shout, hallelujah, do something. Yeah. Well, a few of you are getting it. That's good. <laughs> Come on now. That's what breaks that chain. You know, we sang, break every chain, break every chain. Man, when you start praising God, the devil can't hang around. He can't stand it. He's like, oh my gosh, there they go again. Let's take a break. Let's get out of here. Let's let him alone. And you know, if you praise God enough, he'll leave you alone long enough. Amen. Submit to God. Resist the devil. He will flee. As you stay submitted to God, praising him and exalting his name, the devil's like, I, I'm just, let's go. You know, and if, just imagine, if every time something bad happened to you, you started praising God, the devil's just going to get sick. He is. He's going to be let's just leave this guy alone. You just, everything we do causes him to praise God. 
I mean, there's, there's answers to what you're going through today. And I believe the first one is praise. Put on that garment of praise, the heaviness will be gone. See, I don't have to tell the heaviness to go. I don't have to fight heaviness. All I have to do is praise God. And the spirit of heaviness will be where? Gone. So last week we prayed against depression. We prayed against that heaviness. So this week is tea. How many of you know what tea is today? Thanksgiving. I mean, come on, it's Thanksgiving this week. You know, <laughs> that was an easy one. I give that one to you. Thanksgiving. So I got three scriptures here I'm going to read to you. I'm sorry, it won't be on the screen. Behind me. I don't know what happened. It's just like a wire burnout somewhere. You know, you replace the bulb, you do all that work, and then a wire says, I'll see you. Stinking devil. <laughs> Time to praise. Amen. Praise God. Praise God we don't have a projector today. Amen. Because we got to memorize it. You might have to break, up, you might have to break open your Bible today. Because <laughs> it's not going to be up there. So turn, I'll give you a minute. Turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. You can do it on your phone. I don't care. I'm fast on my phone. 1 Thessalonians 5, and we're going to read, hmm, starting at 16. And then we're going to go to Colossians 2, and then we're going to go to 1 Chronicles 16. All right, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16. Rejoice always. Everybody say always. always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Then 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34. English Standard Version. 1 Chronicles 16, 34. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast loves endures forever. Dear Heavenly Father, as we take this adventure today of thanksgiving through your word, I pray, Father God, that, Lord, trauma in people's lives would begin to be lifted right now. That, Lord, that you restore hope today in people's lives, let, Lord, as we thank you and we praise you for what you have done for us, let hope arise in this house today, God. Let our faith be in Jesus. Let our love abound towards you and towards each other. And, Lord, that out of thanksgiving, that, Lord, that you just minister your grace and your mercy to us today. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this week is Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Thursday, a time we're going to make turkey. Delana, you know, I said, you know, it's just the two of us, you know, little 15-pounder, you know, but she, Donna likes big turkeys, you know, 24. I, I one time, get this, we went to Kentucky for Thanksgiving. I took a 32-pound turkey with me in my suitcase. <laughs> big old lump in the middle. <laughs> Remember that? Took that to Greg and Carly. He cooked that thing up. Man, it was good. Well, you know, it's a time that we celebrate this year. We watch football. We, you know, in my house, I think we watch Christmas movies. true, huh? <laughs> yeah. Pray for me. <laughs> but, you know, we just celebrate, and we're very thankful. But 
Thanksgiving is a great idea, but I believe that in the heart of a believer, Thanksgiving should be every day. Every day we should be thankful for what God has done. I'm just thankful he didn't give me what I deserved. Amen? He did not give me what I deserved. He has saved me. He set my feet upon the rock in Jesus, and now I can live and thrive in Christ. Amen? And I'm not going to get what I've deserved in my past. Why? Because Jesus paid the price so that I don't have to get it. And when I believed in Jesus and I received him, that stuff went away. You know, and you have so much to be thankful for today. I know that, you know, life may be tough and we're going through things right now, but you're alive. You are here today. You're breathing. Amen. We had this older gentleman. He was in his, his 90s. He, you remember him, Mar Margaret, Enrique Parks. You know, I mean, Enrique had such big hands. And I remember I'd go and I'd shake his hand and he'd just wrap around my hand. My hand's pretty big. And he'd wrap around my hand. I said, how are you doing today, sir? And he goes, well, I got up and I was breathing, so I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I, that guy just knew how to thank the Lord and he was such a wonderful man of God and I know you know we, things are happening but look at you're in church today amen it looks like a lot of people are missing you better call call that person next to you that's not here amen um, but if you've committed your life to Jesus then he is for you and he wants to be around you and he wants to surround you with the shield of favor he wants to surround you with favor, amen? Psalms 5, 12, it says, around the righteous, he surrounds them with a shield of favor. So God's favor is on you if you're walking right with God. That's what we, righteousness means, I'm walking right with God. So he surrounds you with favor. It's like a shield, I mean, around you. You know how when the Romans used to um, go to war, when the soldiers would be out there and the enemy would be starting to shoot the arrows, well, the front guys would put up a lock, their shields together, and then the top guy, the guys behind them would lock their shields on top and create a box that even when the enemy came, it was impenetrable. And then they would just move forward. Whoo! You know, and they just keep going and they keep pushing. And, and that's what God wants us to do. He, he's given you a shield of favor, and He wants you to keep going and keep pushing, amen, and to keep thanking Him, amen. Thank Him because He heals you. Thank Him because He blesses you, amen. And He wants you, as Joel Osteen would say, He wants you to live your best life now, <laughs> amen. <laughs> so, and Jeremiah declares, I have a plan for you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. That's what God, God's up there not planning your demise. He's planning how to give you a future today, how to put hope in, in your heart today so that you can fulfill everything he has for you, amen? God planned for you to be here today, amen, to be saved from eternal death so that you can have eternal life with him in heaven one day, amen? So that we have so much, I'm about ready to explode, to be thankful for, amen? We can be thankful. What a great day that it is, amen? Thankful. Thankful, thankful. We don't always have to have the turkey and the stuffing and the sweet potatoes and the mashed potatoes and the corn and the rolls and the gravy. Anyone else getting hungry right now? Huh? <laughs> but we need a life of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, amen? So let's break that down. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of for you, in, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is God's will for us, amen, to be thankful. 
Many people want to know God's will for their life. How many of you want to know God's will for your life? I've been giving it to you. Two weeks ago, you're to go out and find the people that have wandered away from Jesus. That's God's will from your life. That's what it said. And today, what did I say? I said, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for your life in Christ Jesus. This is God's will for your life. Amen? Many people want to know the will of God, but they're not seeing it right in front of their face. So it's just sometimes we've got to retrain our thinking to get where God wants us to be. Now, Delanda loves this certain movie. It's called Pollyanna. Old movie, and, and she just loves it. But the little girl, Pollyanna, she liked to play the glad game. In everything, she liked to find something good about. And then something bad happened to her. And when something bad happened to her, it was really hard for her to find the good. And I think that's a lot of Christians today. We can find the good for you, but when it's for us, we have a, a tough time. And that's how we begin to experience trauma that sticks with us. You know, but if we can't get to that place of thanksgiving and praise, amen, look for the gold in everything that we're going through. That's what Delonda says. I just look for the gold, you know, and that way she just keeps rolling. But this will help us to continually give thanks. Look, rejoice always. Everybody say always. always. Rejoice always. And then pray continually. This is a slide on the screen right now, by the way. You just can't see it. <laughs> pray continually. Please don't stop praying. Don't stop rejoicing. And don't stop giving thanks. Give thanks continually. You know, and I know when you're going through things, it's difficult. You know, but when, you're, when you know, the enemy attacks you with sickness... You know, I don't thank, give thanks. Oh, I'm sick. I don't give thanks that way. I just begin to thank the Lord that he's my healer. Amen. So you can find it. You can begin to rejoice and give thanksgiving even in the midst of a trial. You say, oh, I'm broke. I don't have any money. Well, just begin to praise God that he's Jireh. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's your provider. God will provide. Amen. Just the way he did for um, Abraham as we read about today. You can just start changing the way you think about life to how the word declares to you about life. And as you do that, it'll be amazing what begins to happen in your life because your life course will change as you start thanking God and you start praying continually, amen, and you start rejoicing always. Your life course is going to change because you're taking all your focus and you're putting it on Jesus. So everything that the enemy throws at you, you're not looking at. You're going, Jesus, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yo, you are God Almighty. I rejoice in you today. And you, you put on that garment of praise. You put on a thanksgiving. I'm telling you, you're, you're gonna, your life's going to change. It's going to change. Now, I, I know that people complain, but I know this also. God doesn't like complainers. I think God would rather open up the ground and swallow up complainers. Didn't that happen in the Bible once? <laughs> he opened up the bottle and swallowed the, the ground and swallowed up a bunch of people that were complaining. Now, I'm sure some of you have some complaints in life, you know, but um, let's try to turn it to rejoicing. Let's try to turn it to thanksgiving. Let's try to turn it to praise. Because we can complain, and God, 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 said, God said to Moses, just stand back. Moses said, what do you mean, God? He said, well, I'm, gonna just, I'm just going to destroy them all. And he said, I just can't stand their complaining anymore. You know, because here he delivered them out of Israel, and they're complaining about what? Well, we had fruit back there. We had meat back there. Now we get this bread. 
bread you didn't have to work for, bread you just had to pick up every day. I mean, God provided, but you know, when God provides, we don't always like what he provides for. It's just like I was this homeless guy, always was always at Walmart and McKinley. He's moved to the Walmart over here now. But um, he, he's always asking for money every day, sir, you know, and I said, you know what? I bought a sandwich today, buddy. You want it? Oh, no, I don't like that. Well, you're not hungry yet. <laughs> I remember when we first got to know our grandson, my, my daughter came out here and, and we're with him and we were driving back to Kentucky when she was here. And she says, hey, would you like to take your grandson on, on vacation with you? I'm like, well, okay. I mean, I didn't know him real well. I'd only met him once before. And... Um, she says, okay, this is what he doesn't like. I said, yeah, but he'll be thankful for what I feed him, trust me. <laughs> so I know he didn't like a lot of things, but he loved Skittles. So I made him eat what he didn't like, but to get to the Skittles. You know, <laughs> he was thankful. Alana had bags of Skittles with the kid. <laughs> and I'm sure, you know, we have our complaints, but I want to encourage you today to just begin to look for the, to be thankful for what you do have. Be thankful for what's going on. Let your heart rejoice in the Lord. Stop the complaining and, and, and just start moving past that. And as you do, um, you'll find the gold in things and in people, you know, and God will move through you. And he'll touch your heart. And it'll be amazing. You know, but I know it's challenging, but the key is getting through the valley. You know, what valley am I talking about? Psalms 23, 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, he says, I will not be afraid. This is that scripture you were talking about, Robert, the other night. This is what Robert used when he had COVID. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the way I finish that scripture is, I will not stay there. Amen. I, even though we're going through the valley of the shadow of death, we're not going to live there. We're not going to stay there. I'm not camping out there. I'm not making my tent in that valley. Amen. I'm getting up and I'm going on the mountain. I'm going back up to the top. Amen. I'm not going to stay in that valley of the shadow of death. And I'm not going to be afraid because I know this. God is close beside me, the scripture says. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. God is with me. So I'm not going to stay in that valley any longer. I'm moving out. I'm going forward. Amen. Don't allow yourself to stay stuck in what the enemy's trying to put on you. But break it off and go forward. And you break it off by praising God, by giving thanks, by rejoicing. Amen. And just going forward. But when you stay in the poor me, oh my, oh, you know, you're going to stay stuck, man. You got to, you got to get that off you. And if you can't get it off you, call Delanda. She'll get it off you. Amen. Call Jeanette. She'll start praising God with you. You know, that's what you need to do. You need to just start praising. You need to start encouraging yourself, encouraging yourself in the things of God. You can praise yourself right out of the valley. Thank yourself right out of the valley. you you look like you want to say something, honey. <laughs> Come on. He's talking my, um, what just happened to me this last week. And I was, I, I just this wave of sadness actually came over me because this year we won't be able to go be with our, our grandkids and our kids for Thanksgiving. And it's been a tradition. And so I'm missing it already. And it's not even here yet. And so I, I would just, this wave of sadness came over me. And, you know, I was meeting him at home, but I stopped to get us something to eat after our service. I think it was a Wednesday night. And 
I was in the, in the drive-through waiting and still feeling just this wave of sadness. And you know, in the sadness, you can start thinking of every negative thing that you know is wrong with your life or that you don't have or that you want and you're tired of waiting. And you know, so you can get that poor me, you could get that wave of sadness really grow big. And I was just sitting there and I'm like, Lord, I'm just really sad. And all of a sudden, as I'm waiting in line, I see this homeless girl who didn't really necessarily look trashed and homely, homeless. She, she was, had a blanket wrapped around her and she walked all the way down the sidewalk. This is in Yorba Linda, very nice area, all the way down to the side, sidewalk in a very busy shopping center area. And she just sat down and then she just curled up in a ball and wrapped herself in a way that nobody could see there was a person under this mound of a, what looked like a thin blanket. Immediately, I'm looking through my car like, do I have a coat? Do I have something to give her? And it was breaking my heart. And then I just, I just felt like the Holy Spirit was ministered to me at that moment that it could always be worse. And it's not that we used to play the, our, our you know, my hour is bigger than yours. I would show him a little paper cut. Look, babe, it hurts. And he'd go, oh yeah, I can't see it. But look at this bloody gash on my hand. I'm like, you're always, always bigger than mine. But it was, it, it's not that God doesn't care about your circumstances, but what he sometimes, if you look around, he'll give you a tool in which to overcome your circumstance. And that is exactly what Pastor Ron is saying in the sense that that can override. Thank God I have a clean, wonderful, warm bed with a man who loves me next to me with shelter. And I'm not curled up on a sidewalk somewhere under a blanket freezing to death. Amen. Amen. So you may be going through it and it's not to diminish it, but look for something that will give you the power to get out of it so that you don't stay there. So that sadness was your valley. It was my valley, not no more. Amen, amen. So it's going to be a good thing to you. <laughs> well, you can praise and thank yourself right out of that sadness, amen. Put on that garment of praise. But I know life is challenging. But we can get through it if we find the gold in God. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, it says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. You know, Romans 10 it talks about receiving Christ. It says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Amen. Walk with him. Be rooted with him. Be built up in him. Be established in your faith. <clears throat> when, you, when you're established in your faith, you know what you believe. You start learning the word of God. You know what you believe. You know what the word of God says. And you know what it says about you. What he's declared to you. And as you know what God has declared about you, the sadness is going to lift and things are going to go. And we're going to destroy the works of the enemy because we're going to do it all with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Be thankful that he's here today. Be thankful for what he has done for you. Be thankful that he died for you. Be thankful that he took your sins and your sickness to the cross for you. Be thankful that we can believe 
and what he did on the cross. And we can be saved. We can be healed. Psalms 103, verse 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. That's his plan. That's what he declares to us. Amen. Be thankful. Rejoice. Because he loves you. Everybody say, he loves me. Amen. He loves you so much. So 1 Chronicles 16, 34. says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. He is good. Amen. The Lord is good. He never stops loving you. What did that say? His steadfast love endures forever. So he don't stop. I, I know that there's... There's people that are doing things that are not God. They're, they're just walked away from who he is, and they're, they're doing their own thing right now. But it, it, it just says the Lord never stops loving you. He never stops. He loves you, amen? He loves you. Look at your neighbor and say, he loves you. He loves you, amen? He may not like what you're doing, but he loves you, amen? And he offers us a way out by coming to him by faith, and putting our faith in Jesus, amen? Just as it said in Romans, put your faith in Jesus, belief in Jesus. Now that word belief in Romans is a pretty strong word because it means that you're just following after him. You're doing things his way, not your own way anymore. <sighs> Hallelujah. He is there for you when you're ready, amen? He is always there for you when you're ready. But just don't take too long because you don't know how long that you're here on this earth. If you don't make a commitment to him in this life, your next life you won't have a chance. Whether you're in the house today or you're online today, watching us online, I just encourage you, make that commitment to Christ today. He's there for you. You're, we're all here, not by chance, but by destiny today. I believe that. It's your destiny to know Jesus Christ. It's your destiny to walk with him, to talk with him, to be filled with his spirit, to know his love and his goodness. He's here for you today. Why don't we just give him a hand of thanksgiving right now? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. He is here. Well, we're going to have communion now. Now, this is a sacred thing. This is a sacred act. If you have not made that commitment to Jesus, don't take it today. It's not good to take it. You, bring, you drink and eat judgment onto yourself if you're not committed to Jesus. Okay? Remember, we confess with our mouths and we believe in our heart. So what you believe in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. We need to learn to confess Jesus always. Then, when we confess the Lord and believe in our heart, we join with heaven and rejoice and be glad for that decision. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for who you are. We are so thankful for what you have done. Amen. We are thankful for the loving kindness and the tender mercy that you've extended to each one of us. And here we are before you today, Lord. And you know every single one of us. You know our hearts, our minds. You know if we've confessed with our mouth 
if we believe in our heart, Jesus. But today I want to give you that opportunity so that we can all take communion together. Give you the opportunity to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. If you say, hey, Pastor Ron, I want to make that decision today, Jesus, just raise your hand and wave at me. We're going to pray in a minute for that. Just raise your hand and wave at me. You want to make that decision for Jesus today. Anybody here? Okay, no one's raising their hand. Why don't we all say this together? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son Jesus. That he died for me and that he rose from the dead. Jesus! I believe in you. I put my faith in you. Forgive me of my sins. Heal me of all disease. I surrender all to you today. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Robert and Victoria, why don't you come? The way we do communion is they'll stand one on each side and you'll come and get the elements. Open up that little packet and get your wafer out. So why don't you stand with me, please, and come. not just eating a wafer and drinking some juice. What we're doing is we're, we're 
remembering what Jesus has done for us and we're partaking in that. We're partaking in the, the body of Jesus, in the blood of Jesus, what it's done. His body was bruised and broken for us that we could have life. And I pray that life over you today. As the, John declares life and life more abundantly, he declared to you. So, Father, I pray right now that as we partake of the bread, which represents your body, which was bruised and broken for us, that, Lord, that the healing power of God would just flow in this place. That, Lord, that you just touch everyone that needs healing right now, God. Let it flow. Let it rain down in here, God. Your presence fully, Father. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three says, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks for it. We give thanks for your bread tonight, God. And then he broke it, snapped that little wafer in half. He broke it in pieces and he said, This is my body, which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. Take and eat. Jesus. We thank you for that, Lord. That you were willing, Lord, you were willing to take all sickness and disease and sin to the cross so that we could live. I speak life into the congregation today, God. Life like never before, Father, that they would live, Father. Live, live, live. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. You know, as it said, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all the benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, heals all your diseases. Bless the Lord today, amen. Bless him today with thanksgiving in your heart, being thankful and rejoicing in him that, that what he has done for us. He's taken all our infirmities, all sickness to the cross, all iniquities. And in verse 25, it says, in the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance as often as you drink of it. Take and drink. Thank you, Lord. Precious blood of Jesus. So, Father, I pray right now, Lord, for every person in here, Lord, who's been walking under guilt and shame because of the things that they did, that it be broken today in Jesus' name. The power of the blood of Jesus would just wash all that guilt and shame off. Father God, that we leave here free. We leave here free. We leave here free in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the shed blood of Jesus. And I pray that washing over every person here today, And Lord, as they go their way today, that you cover, keep, and protect them. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of thanksgiving again. Hallelujah. You may be seated for just a few minutes. Liz is going to come and share with you a few things. Amen. Amen. What a power.